Hello, beautiful humans. I've been going back and forth this week about what to talk to you guys about, but a topic actually came to me today and it feels right to share it with you. I told my husband what the topic was and I was like, another vulnerable episode, but that's really what this podcast is all about. And if you're still listening, I'm guessing you're into that vulnerability, authenticity, and understanding what it means to be human. Okay, so today I want to talk to you guys about depression, my real experience with it, and how I became body positive despite the fact that my brain doesn't naturally work that way, despite the fact that some of the deeper inner work I'm doing totally revolves around my self-worth. I only got diagnosed with depression 10 years ago when I was 23. Looking back at my teenage years, I'm almost positive that it started much earlier. But I think there's something about being pregnant and giving birth that brings emotional things to the surface. At first, I was diagnosed with situational depression and anxiety because of the stresses that were going on in my life at that time. But it soon became very clear that it was not just situational and that it's something that I've always struggled with and probably always will on some level for the rest of my life. You might have heard the term negative bias, which is something that we all have. Negative bias is the tendency that humans have to be more affected by things of a negative nature as opposed to things that are positive or neutral, even when they're at equal intensity. So with the lovely combination of depression and anxiety, I've noticed that my negative bias can be much stronger than the norm. With depression, feeling sad, detached, and not being able to be positive as much, or with anxiety, being in fear, and going to the worst possible scenarios. I think there were parts of my life that depression and negative bias were kind of like my identity, and I'd say things like, I'm just kind of a bitch, or I don't really like most people. Although, don't get me wrong, if you spoke to me, you'd still experience my big smile and Minnesota niceness. But the people who knew me knew that I was sarcastic, loved dark humor, and sometimes really leaned into negativity. Depression has also given me this tortured artist identity. I love journaling, poetry, drawing, and of course, photography. I feel things very deeply. I see things differently than a lot of people. And I know what it's like to be in those dark places in life. I've cultivated this kind of sensitivity and compassion for others because of that. Sometimes I'll meet people and there's just a knowing, like an understanding of what it's like to struggle with the things that we struggle with. In some ways, it's my superpower. Like, I wouldn't be where I am today without depression, and yet it is the fucking bane of my existence. And that's why it's so hard to let go of it. Depression has protected me, served me, and been this place of comfort, as strange as that may sound. So it's something that I just naturally return to if I'm not diligent about taking care of myself and my mental health. The ways that it currently manifests in my life is not being able to fully experience the present moment, feeling sad or detached, but it mostly comes up as being emotionally drained and fucking exhausted. That's why the self-care piece for me is so important. Drinking enough water, eating nutritious food, getting in movement every single day, which of course I don't always do, going to therapy, taking my meds, trying to incorporate mindfulness and meditation into my day-to-day life. You get the idea. The depression is a part of me, but it's not the whole of me. I don't let depression drive in the front seat anymore, but it's always there. 
I'm open to the idea that maybe one day it won't be, but I'm also not expecting that to happen anymore. To simply just find happiness or some bullshit like that. See, that's the negative bias coming out. I find it interesting that even though my brain is prone to negativity, I have arrived in this place of self-acceptance and love for my body. The only way to explain it is that I literally train my brain to do this. Just like we learn to hate our bodies, we can learn to love them. My empathy, my artistic eye, my needing to express my sadness and loneliness actually brought me to my boudoir work in the first place. One by one, I was doing these boudoir sessions and intentionally shifting the way I saw bodies. Because in the beginning, I was just like anyone else, entrenched in diet culture, worshiping thinness, thinking that the airbrushed versions of our bodies were real and attainable. Something that was in the back of my head at the very beginning of my career was, how can I make this woman look thinner as I was photographing her? I'm a little, actually a lot embarrassed to admit that now, but it's just the truth. And it shows my evolution over time. But as women told me their stories about their bodies, their struggles about who they were in the world, I started to see women as their whole selves, not just their body, not just their mind, not just their soul, like all of it. And that's how I decided to capture their beauty. I wanted my photographs to celebrate the entirety of who these women were. I wanted people to look at my art and feel something deeply, be moved, see bodies in a new way the way that I was starting to see them. I think what pushed me to want to see things differently was the beauty that I did recognize in my clients right away. I'd always be able to find things that I loved about their bodies. And even if there were things I saw as imperfections, I just didn't pay attention to those as much. I illuminated the things I saw as beautiful and focusing on that positivity made the positivity grow. I also realized very quickly that I wanted to create a safe space for women. I wanted women to have the deep inner knowing that I wasn't judging them or objectifying them, that I wasn't trying to fit them into a mold of what I thought was beautiful or put pressure on them to be someone they are not. I wanted everyone to feel beautiful and worthy. It was just so clear to me that it's our right as human beings to feel this way. So because of that feeling and the concept that was growing inside of me, I began photographing things more straightforwardly that were considered imperfections by beauty standards today. Things like stretch marks, scars, fat rolls, cellulite, wrinkles. And as I photographed them more and more, I decided that there were certain things I really liked about them. I liked the lines or the curves or the way that they told the story. I connected these parts of a woman's body to the strength I saw in her. So... For instance, scars became a recognition of resiliency. Wrinkles became a symbol of their time on this earth and the wisdom they've gained. I could be in a low with my depression, but walk into a boudoir session and put that aside for the sake of my client. I think I just knew how significant that moment was. And also I could express my pain, sadness, and loneliness through the images I was creating, especially if I knew my client had gone through similar things or experienced similar emotions. I helped tell her story, and in that way, I could express my depression and just get it out there. I've realized that's a part of my depression, repressing parts of myself, hiding, not sharing my opinions, not bringing my whole self to the world. So when I could express my emotions through photography, that was really healing for me. 
And the most amazing thing about my work is that people really come as their true selves. It's very hard to be fake when you're being photographed naked. While the fakeness and inauthentic interactions of normal life tended to depress me, the realness of my work inspired me. It fueled me. It made me feel not alone. It gave me a place where I could be of real service to others. It was and still is just so fucking real. The process of becoming body positive for me was not short and it was not simple. That's why I'm so excited and passionate to help women love their bodies today because I didn't have the support that I give to my clients now. And it doesn't have to take as long as it took me, but I sure did learn a lot about myself in this process. And I can't say that I would have it any other way. I think what really made this shift in me is that because I was able to be so empathetic and put myself in another woman's shoes, I also shifted my value system. It became important to me that women were able to see the good in themselves. And they always say that you teach what you need. And boy, did I need this. I needed self-love just as much as any of my clients. Because of my childhood and traumatic experiences that I've had, which did continue in my adult life, I have had this overarching negative perception of myself, that I'm not enough, not worthy, not good. And of course, logically, I know that's not true, but that's not the way it works. These emotions are not just surface level ones. They are under layers and layers of emotion and they stay in our bodies. I know that I still have some of these core beliefs about myself because when I talk about certain things that have happened, I have this emotional reaction, like I'll cry or it just hits me hard. And even still, even with these deep things that I'm working on in therapy and within myself, I've still been able to train my brain to see bodies differently and to see my body differently. One of the reasons I'm sharing this with you is because people often tell themselves that they're just not the kind of person to love their bodies, that they'll never change the way they see themselves especially if you have depression or another mental health struggle that prevents you from seeing the good in yourself. But it's totally possible. If I were to break down my body image journey into steps, I think it would go something like this. Step one, making mental health and personal growth a priority. Two, understanding and expressing my emotions. Three, creating safe spaces to receive and share stories and our inner struggles. Four, Deciding to value body positivity, the idea that all humans deserve to feel good about their bodies. Five, finding the beauty in bodies first by focusing on the things that I loved. Six, rewiring my limiting beliefs about bodies and seeing bodies as more than the physical realm. Seven, continuing education about body positivity, sexuality, and psychology in general. Eight, giving myself the permission to love my body. Nine, practicing self-care. And 10, being willing to do this over and over again. Okay, so I'm gonna simplify it even more for you and feel free to write down these steps. Maybe they will be helpful to you on your own journey. Step one, mental health and personal development. Step two, embracing emotions and self-expression. Three, community. Four, valuing body positivity. Five, practicing positive thinking. Six, overcoming limiting beliefs. Seven, education. Eight, permission. 
nine, self-care, and 10, doing the work over and over again. Maybe this seems daunting to you all, but when it becomes a part of your life, it's really not that complicated and it's so freeing. I'd much rather spend my time working on myself than thinking about how many calories are in a fucking banana. I know you guys feel me on that one. Now, no matter how bad my depression gets, even on my worst days, this value I have of body positivity does not go away. It really has become a part of me, the way I see the world, and how I interact with people. Let me give you a little picture of what it might be like to be body positive and experiencing a depressive episode. Okay, so you could be exhausted, run down, but still look in the mirror and find things you like. It might even make you smile to see your reflection, even in the midst of being depressed. You could be detached from your emotions and your body, but still eat nourishing foods because you have respect for your body no matter what. You could stop working out for weeks, but still be kind and compassionate to yourself. And if you do that, you're going to start working out again more quickly than in the past because it's not about losing weight or changing your body. You could gain or lose weight from medications, but be okay with that instead of freaking out and sacrificing your mental health. I've had people tell me that they'd rather be thin and sad than gain weight. How sad is that? But also, how normal is that? Or you could be experiencing brain cloudiness, but still know how to respond to your partner, your child, or your friend when they're struggling with their body image. With or without depression, having body positivity in your life is going to mean less comparison, less shame, less feeling like you're not enough, less beating yourself up, and it will mean more compassion, more joy, more freedom, more self-trust and confidence in the person that you are. So if you're listening to this and struggling with depression or anxiety or maybe another mental health disorder, please know that you're not alone. There's nothing wrong with you. Just like there's more than one way to have a body, there's also more than one way to have a brain. And as you've heard and experienced in this episode, my brain is pretty freaking awesome. As much as I feel like depression holds me back and keeps me stuck, and I actually do feel those things often, I'm starting to have a little bit better of a relationship with it. It has served me, it's protected me in many areas of my life, and I probably wouldn't be here talking to you if I never had it. I definitely would not be talking about this. If this helps one person not feel alone in their darkness, I've done my job. Okay, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for your open heart and your open ears. I'm really so grateful that you're here and on this journey with me. If you've been enjoying the podcast so far, please leave a rating or review depending on which platform you're listening to. And of course, I'd love to hear from you on social media about what you're thinking, what resonated with you and all that good shit. Don't be a stranger. Love you all. <laughs>